Kevin, if you could be any superhero in the world, who would you be? Oh, it's got to be Iron Man, right? He can fly, super smart, lots of money. Well, get your armored suit all shined up and ready to go because your chance is now. Oh, it must be time for the Salt City Comic Con in the 315. Digital content on WAER is supported by SRC Incorporated, a not-for-profit research and development company whose goal is to bring a focus of respect, teamwork, and the freedom to innovate to the workplace. Learn more at srcinc.com WAER. Welcome to the 315, the podcast that celebrates art, culture, and life in central New York, I'm Joe Lee. And I'm Kevin Kloss. And for the first time on the show, we're going to explore all there is to know about the phenomenon that is Salt City Comic Con. The annual comic convention takes place July 6th and 7th at its new location. And there's a lot to dive into. So let's get to it. And here to chat about the 2019 Salt City Comic Con uh, coming up in July 6th and 7th is Alan LaVenture and Thomas Yeldon. They are co-promoters of the... uh, uh, Salt City Comic Con, and uh, Thomas Yeldon, actually the founder. Welcome, gentlemen. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. So let's start with what actually is a comic convention. Comic conventions um, basically started in the, in, the, in the 80s. You know, they were primarily uh, just comic books, you know, a few comic book artists and that. What they've done is they've become um, kind, of a, kind of a cultural, iconic piece. Uh, you know, you now see it, you know, from television to the movies and that. And so they've grown from just being comics to being uh, more pop culture. So you see anything from anime in there. You see cosplay. Uh, you see actors from from television and movies. They've, they've really grown from being, um, you know, just looking at books and going through long boxes to uh, interactive events where families can come out and have an entirely fantastic experience. So it really has expanded beyond um, comic books and really into pop culture because I know a lot of folks that appear at, at these things um, aren't necessarily from uh, shows or things that were comic books. You know, the if you if you make a convention about any one specific niche, it's only it can only be so so large. Uh, but a Comic Con is uh, video games, it's anime, it's horror, it's celebrities, it's childhood memories, it's it's graphic all, novels and all the yeah. above it, it literally the umbrella is so wide and uh and that's what we are focusing on heavily is even make it a little wider and um not really making it so much for uh the exclusive hardcore fan club but more for the everyday man and the fan club as well so we want you know whether you're a casual fan or you're a super hardcore you know uh, determined fan we want everyone to have fun so we put a bunch of free uh, stuff in there, like we put stuff for kids, and we put we have a face painter, and we have carnival rides, and we have cosplay contests for kids. Uh, we have magic shows, and then we also have your typical comic vendors, toy vendors, uh, celebrities, and all the stuff you find at most shows. Now, I know there's a lot of uh, – now, Salt City Comic Con is ours. That's, that's the Syracuse area, and there are comic conventions that go on all over the country and most – major cities. I know San Diego and New York being two of the biggest. Are they connected in any way? Are you guys connected or are they all locally owned and produced? All the Comic-Cons, the larger shows are owned by a couple different very large companies. But you're going to find that, you know, 
in a small town, you might have a small comic book convention in a library. Um, you know, we're really all kind of independent. You know, there's certain people who travel and do a lot of the shows. Um, but really, you know, we're not connected to anything on a, on a larger scale. Um, the great thing is about this industry and about the people who are in it, whether they go to a, a show like Salt, uh, Salt City Comic Con or they go to San Diego Comic Con, um, they come in with just as much energy. Last year we had uh, one of the stunt performers from the Avengers and from The Walking Dead, and she was ecstatic to be in Syracuse and said she had a better time in Syracuse than she had in New York. So, you know, really what drives it is not so much the organizations, but the people who are involved, whether it be the artists or the actors or the people who do the special effects behind the scenes um, and they bring the same energy to Syracuse or they bring the same energy to Cortland as they do to a New York or they do to a, to a San Diego. Do you think that for someone who's they're, they're toying with the idea of coming out and they've never gone, maybe they're intimidated by, by the idea of going to a, a convention like this, do you find that there's so much more for someone to experience when they show up for the first time than maybe they have envisioned in their head? Absolutely. You know, and, and that's really, you know, we talked about it earlier about, uh, you know, we talked about uh, thinking, you know, how do we make our convention different? How do we make it, mm -hmm. you know, family friendly? You know, so that same premise comes, you know, what things can we add to the show that are going to make people feel comfortable? What are they like? Kids love rides. Kids, you know, they, they love carnivals. They love the fair. So when we added that element. Um, and that's outside and it's free. Even if you didn't pay to go into the show, you could actually go do the rides. Mm -hmm. Um there's a cost to the rides, but it, you could come to the carnival side of it for free. So what we wanted to do is we wanted to make it very welcoming, something that kids already are attracted to or they want. And, and working with the fair, and I can talk about that too, is is um, having fireworks as our kickoff on the 5th. You know, it's going to get people on the property. They're going to see a lot of the cool things that we've got going on. And we're hoping, um, I mean, I was a dad, so... At one point, I had no decision-making in them because my son decided where we went. Uh, but those kids are like, we have to go, Mom. We have to go, Dad. And I think when they walk in the door, they're going to be blown away um, on how welcoming. And, and, you know, the great thing about, you know, the cosplay and cons is uh, they're very inclus inclusionary. I mean, people are welcome no matter what, you know, no matter who they are, how they dress, what they want to do. Um, we're all there to have a good time. We all have... You know, we, we, we all grew up with stories. We all wanted to be a superhero or we all wanted to be, you know, Batman or Superman. And this gives you the chance to live that out. So um, pardon the pun, but you guys are pretty geeked up about your new location. So you're going to be uh, New York State Fairgrounds and the Expo Center. That's the first time, right? Yeah. And, and that's and what what's the expectation? What are people going to get when they walk in? Uh, we're hoping they're going to get blown away. Um, I mean, the show started six years ago. TJ can talk about that. But, you know, in the in the F-Shed, which is a smaller facility, then we moved over to the parking lot of Embassy and worked with Destiny. Um, and the next logical progression is to go to this, this brand-new state-of-the-art facility uh, at the New York State Fairgrounds. So what we've done this year that's a little bit different is uh, I've worked on some other shows, and I ended up talking to a ride company, um, and they have a brand-new Avengers ride. So... We got into this conversation and said, why don't we do a carnival mm -hmm. as, as part of the event? So when you first arrive on on uh, on location, there's going to be carnival rides. There's going to be a Ferris wheel. There's going to be this Avengers ride. Um, there's going to be a festival outside, which, you know, begins to move us to the next to the next level. Once you get inside, it's it's you, we've got stages. You're going to see guests. You're going to see cosplayers. You're going to see uh, collectibles. You're going to see toys. You're going to see people in cosplay. It's just it, it 
it's two days of just absolute fun. It sounds like a lot of fun. And uh, how are things set up? What's Is there an agenda? Is it just sort of uh, open to the public uh, mosey about? Or do you have so, shows and events that are scheduled? And um, is there a separate cost for some of those? Yeah. So, I mean, when what does a person expect if they go to the show? Well, all of the information is on the website, of course, at saltcitycomiccon.com. Uh, we have a whole slew of panels, workshops. Uh, we have professional photo ops with a professional photo company. Uh, we have tons of guests and uh, attractions, um, like large dioramas where you can have your picture taken in front of, I don't know, the Jurassic Park Jeep and stuff like that. So, um, uh, But, yeah, we have two large stages. One of them is going to be the Hoffman uh, Hot Dogs stage. The other one is Apex Entertainment stage. And that's our two main entertainment stages where we're going to host panels and uh, Q&As and all that cool stuff. Uh, but outside of that, we have a huge cosplay contest at the end of each day. Oh, nice. One of them is for adults. One of them is for kids on Sunday. And that's coming with a $1,500 cash prize purse, which is really big. Uh, normally, if you want to get those kind of prizes, you do have to hit the large shows like Chicago or Boston or New York. But I decided a long time ago that I wanted to offer up a large prize purse and really, really make cosplay one of the bigger uh, focuses because it's, it is big. You know, I've seen, you know, 60, 70 year old uh, men and women uh, put thousands of dollars into costumes and they're, and they're, you know, they're lawyers, doctors, uh, police officers. And, and you wouldn't think, but that's that's what that's what it's become. You know, what I what I like about the cosplay part of it is it it brightens up the city because, uh, you know, folks don't go and go change in the bathroom, attend the convention and then change back into the regular clothes. They usually mosey about and mill about yeah. town. And so it's almost like being in Disney or something. So you see and I see that when I um, uh, there's a, a rather large one in my hometown of Baltimore. Same thing. Downtown the harbor area is just full of people dressed like stormtroopers and everything else. And it just brings uh, sort of a fun element uh, to the city. We, we all grew up doing Halloween, you know, and and it, it get, lets us be somebody we're not, so, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's, you know, I'm a, a small, slight framed guy, but I can be Superman for the day or, um, you know, one of the other trends is is, uh, is is gender bending some of those. And and the thing is, the cosplay community and the whole comic community is extraordinarily accepting. Um, and it allows people to express themselves as long as it's always done in a in a an appropriate manner it's very very inclusive and that that's so important to us especially with the way things are in the world today is that you know it gives people a chance to be who they are who they want to be for the day and uh and and be accepted and that's that's so important so we know there's a lot of people who are coming in to take in the festivities at the festival you guys are holding what about vendors you guys have registered vendors that are going to be there and sort of what's the process for someone to to get hooked up with you guys so vendors, uh, we start booking vendors like almost eight, nine months in advance. Um, you know, as someone that's been a part of the industry for about 10 years, you know, I go to other conventions all over the Northeast and I cultivate, you know, and I advertise the show 
and I invite inventors to come out. You know, obviously there is a process that's through the website uh, at saltcitycomiccon.com. And, um, you know, vendors selling anything from comic books to toys to uh, handmade crafts to, uh, you know, artists that, you know, they do their own sketches or their own comic books, independent. Um, so we have a wide range of, um, of vendors selling all kinds of stuff. So a person who pays to get in is going to see anywhere from 100 to 200 different vendors with totally different products. And uh, it makes for a really cool uh, shopping experience. I mean, we, we've had authors. You know, we have a couple authors who'll be there as well. Um, it's kind of neat to meet an author who's who's written some of the books in this genre, um, and then it, it it goes the gamut. You know, you could find collectible toys that are thirty years old, and you know, all the way up to pins and stickers, and it, it, it really a little bit of everything for everybody. Yeah, I grew up on comic books. I grew up on Marvel. Uh, huge um, Spider-Man fan. Huge uh, Daredevil fan. Uh, Incredible Hulk, um, and and a lot of people that I know uh, that attend Comic Cons are in my age demographic. I'm 54 years old, so who's showing up uh, at Comic Cons? Um, believe it or not, it's everyone. It, it's the uh, people of your demographic, but it's also 10 year old kids that you know play video games, uh, and everybody in between. It's uh, people that love anime, people that love horror, people that are just you know, casual fans that go see Star Wars when it hits the theaters every two years and everything in between. Uh, we really want, we really focus on trying to make this uh, for everybody. Uh, so there's a taste of fun, rather it be the rides or the food or just the general entertainment. Uh, every, there's fun for everyone. And it's become very generational. Um, I was a casual fan growing up. Um, I mean, I did my reading of the books, but I mean, I saw the comic, or I saw the uh, the original Star Wars trilogy with my dad. Uh, I have a son who was the exact same age I was when I saw the original trilogy uh, to see the prequels. And what it became was something for us to do as a family, mm -hmm. uh, to go out and experience it and go to things like the Ren Fair, to go to Comic-Cons or go to New York. And uh, what it really does is it gets kids away from the computers, gets them out the door, and it gets families time together mm -hmm. to... You know, talk about, oh, I had this issue when I was when I was a kid or I, oh, this is one of my favorite artists or uh, it's amazing to see, you know, a 15 year old child know who somebody like uh, Neil Adams is, who's been a prolific artist we had two years ago since the 60s. So it, it, it really crosses generation. It really crosses gender. It really crosses socioeconomic. And, and that's what makes it such a great event because it, it brings all those pieces together and everybody can find something for themselves. Now you got something really cool going on because you've been able to um, get permission from Marvel mm -hmm. to do something cool with Spider-Man. Tell us about that. Uh, yeah, it's a little it's a little bit crazy. When we made the move to um, to the great New York State Fair, we sat with the director, Troy, who's absolutely amazing. He's doing a great job there. And we got talking to him a little bit about how do we make this unique? How do we make something special? Uh, and I'm going to tip my hat a little bit. They may do a Comic-Con day during the fair this year, which would be really cool. But uh, through those discussions, you know, he said, we've got this brand new building. It's amazing. You know, how do we get involved with one of these comic book companies? And I said, well, we can contact Marvel, see what we can do. And you can do what's called a variant cover. Variant cover is a very short run cover that goes on a, a, an existing um an existing issue. So we, we contacted Marvel. They gave us a list of artists. They uh, went through their entire vetting and process and, and 
wanted to know who he wanted. We said, obviously, Spider-Man, because he's a New York character. Grew up right in New York City, right in uh, Queens, isn't it? Queens in Brooklyn is... Uh, I think it's Ma- Manhattan, right? Is it Manhattan or... I don't know. It's New York City. Yeah, I think it's he, New yeah. York City, right? New York yeah, City. New I think he grew up in grew up in Queens and and started working in exactly in, in yeah. the city. So we wanted that character. I mean, obviously, Marvel is a New York based company. So we kind of went with that angle with them and said we'd love to bring Spider Man to the uh, to a cover. And they said, yeah, we you, know, you can do that. That's not a problem. I said, but we want to use our brand new building. And their initial response was, we never do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we we don't do recognizable architecture. So did, did did they say why? Um, it just it opens them up for lawsuits and, okay. and, and different things. I mean, it, again, you don't know what's intellectual in pub- property and all that. Yeah, yeah, what's in public domain, what's not. So, right. I said, what if I talk to the fair and we, and we talk to the governor's office since they built it, and they said, seems unlikely you're going to be able to get that done, but sure, go ahead. And so we made some calls, and and Troy, like I said, was fantastic. He got the governor's office and the legal department in Albany to release the rights to use that. And what we've accomplished now is Spider-Man swinging in front of the brand-new Expo Center, and it's the first time Marvel has ever done anything to So this makes, you know, a very, very unique issue. Um, The artist that we used has got a very distinct style. Spider-Man's got a great... um, the angle of him coming in front of the the expo center it's amazing and we're gonna have copies available at the show um so that's that's gonna be really cool you can talk walk away not only with a great limited edition marvel episode or uh, issue but it also represents our hometown yeah. which is phenomenal yeah no that's that's uh that's pretty cool i think uh they, they may be sorry they did it i think <laughs> i think it's gonna open up the door for every producer out there to say we want one too you yeah. know because uh, that's a really cool idea um do we have some uh, notable uh, talent out there that will be attending and uh, presenting? Yeah, we have a whole bunch of great guests. Uh, our main guest, uh, we have two of them, uh, is uh, legendary actor Ernie Hudson, who uh, was one of the the Ghostbusters and original Ghostbuster 1 and 2. Uh, he's also going to be in, it looks like, Ghostbusters 3, I believe. That's the lesser rumor out there. Um, and we also have WWE Lita, who is one of the main, the biggest divas uh, of the late 90s. Uh, and she was a huge superstar. Um, we have a bunch of other WWE wrestlers coming out. We have some famous YouTubers that are super popular with the younger crowd. Um, uh, uh, Eddie Munster, the, oh, wow. the, the Butch Patrick, his name is. Okay. Uh, he played, the original. Uh, the original. Okay. He, he'll be there. Uh, we have... The original Ecto-1A, uh, the vehicle will be there. Uh, it's a replica, but it will be there for pictures. We have a Jurassic Park Jeep. We have the the Batmobile will be there. A bunch of other cool cars that people love to have their photos with. Um, yeah, and um, on top of that, just a bunch of other um, great activities, things for people to do and put their hands on, video game tournaments, and uh, you name it. It's going to be there. So you're not, you're not going to talk about the Hulkbuster? Oh, yeah, and the Hulkbuster, yes. So let me ask you this um, with, with regard to – talk about the Hulk, Hulkbuster in a second. But with regard to um, uh, the, the talent, how does that work? So do you um, uh, go out and try to book talent or do, does the talent uh, representation contact comic conventions to, to get involved? How does that all work out? So it's a little bit of both. Um, some cases they reach out to us and we negotiate. We'd love to have you. In other cases, we go find them. Uh, you know, obviously, we want the right talent for the right show. We don't want to oversaturate our show, um, and we want the right people that work best for 
the, the kind of show we're trying to build. This is a serious question, um, and I'm going to push you on it. If I were to force you to cosplay at this thing, <laughs> what would your character be? This is Thomas. You know, it's funny. Um, as don't, someone... don't, don't, don't dance around <laughs> it. You've got to give me something. If you had to cosplay at your own convention, who would you play? I'm, uh, I'm, I, I wish I had all the confidence in the world, but I don't. So if it's not something that's inclusive where I'm... Um, you know, I, I would be a Boba Fett, you know. Okay. I uh, hide behind the mask. But uh, <laughs> there are people out there that are much more brave than me, and they do it well, and they wear it with all the uh, confidence in the world. Uh, Boba Fett would be my character. Alan, you're up. Well, it's funny. He, st- he stole my Boba Fett. I was, I was going to go there, too. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I think I'd probably... You know what? I'm a big fantasy fan, so I would probably go, you know, like a like a, an Aragorn or something from from Lord of the Rings. So okay. I enjoy that kind of um, Ren Renfair type uh, cosplay. So okay, that you, would, that'd be me. Boba Fett, one of the most popular characters of of Star Wars, but like did nothing. Yeah, he, I mean, it's <laughs> like what is it? It's like the cool costume or something because he's not in. But it's, much of anything. He has no lines. Isn't that half the half the battle right there? Is just showing up and being cool. Yeah, you know, and, <laughs> and, and he's showing up, to... still in the show. He, he's it. without a doubt the most popular character uh, uh, for the fans. I mean, him and Vader definitely go yeah. back and forth for popularity. And but, but I've never been able to reconcile that. I mean, I, I've, I'm a huge Star Wars fan, huge Star Trek fan, Star Wars fan. I'm like, I don't get this Boba Fett thing. He's like not in it. Uh, but uh, interesting stuff. So uh, we got uh, uh, Lord of the Rings and Star Wars cosplay. We're going to hold them to it. Are there costumes you see people dressing up as for cosplay and you say, wow, there's a lot of these and we just don't expect to see a large number of this character? Is there a character that's sort of like a bit obscure but you see a lot of? You know what's funny is, um, I mean, Deadpool right now is is because mm-hmm. he's had two phenomenal movies. But before the first movie came out, you know, in New York, there was only a whisper of it, and he's always been kind of a, you know, he's been a great character. But he's he's not Spider Man. He's not the Hulk. He's not the Avengers. Right. And uh, there are hundreds and hundreds of Deadpool's. So, you know, I I would say you know now it it's not as 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 how unique. But you know, a couple of years ago that was a character. So every every cycle. I guess is the best word to put is that you you see some character pop up out of nowhere. So I mean, what would you say, DJ? Uh, believe it or not, you'd be surprised at these comic cons how many people dress up uh, like their favorite anime character. Anime is a huge part of these shows uh, and these events. And there's a new one. Um, that's why well, I wouldn't call it new, but it's uh, My Hero Academia. It's massively popular, and and you know, normally with a younger crowd, uh, but I would say. Uh, you might have uh, 30, 40 people uh, at, at a small event dressed up as the same character from that anime specific. Yeah. So your convention's happening here in Syracuse in early July. How soon after that wraps up will you guys either sit down and have a conversation about next year or start to sort of strategize things you want to do again next year, things that you want to change? How quickly does something like that take place? I would say pretty close right after because what we've done is we've changed the game by going to the fairgrounds you know mm-hmm. we there there's a level of expectation when you you know you tie it in the fireworks you tie it in the fairgrounds you do a marvel cover um you bring fireworks and you know that level is is now there and i think that we're gonna i'd love your opinion too tj but i think we're gonna need to sit down and at least kind of draw up and say okay where do we go from here i mean the answer is i've already been 
thinking of it in my head. You know, it's already we've already had conversation, uh, nothing on paper, but uh, we clearly want to keep doing this. And uh, you know, the fair is the greatest uh, venue in the world, um, and I think it's a perfect home for 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 a long time. And um, we want to create something that um, is unique. And uh, by making it an indoor outdoor convention, uh, smack dab in the middle of the summer. Not only are we completely unique because there are no other uh, Comic Cons that do outdoor indoor events, but we're making it, um, we're, we're widening the audience and we're including everybody. Like you said before, even if you're not there for the Comic Con, you're going to come, enjoy, eat food. Everyone eats food, uh, every kid likes rides. And uh, once you get a taste of what Comic Con is, uh, you'll, you'll, you're going to quickly become a, a lifetime fan. It's uh, very addicting. And it's amazing, and, and mm-hmm. we've gotten tremendous support, support from uh, from local businesses. I mean, we would never have been able to bring in the Hulkbuster, and I don't even know if we talked about the Hulkbuster yet, but I mean, it's, it's a 10-foot tall. Uh, he took over New York City. He took over, over New York Comic Con two years ago. He's going to be here in Syracuse. Um, and, you know, we would support with, with local businesses who understand the value, like Hoffman's and, and Apex Entertainment, T-Mobile and, you know, Anthony Fels Wall Estate. Without their support, realizing that, you know, these types of events are, are great opportunities for them to get their name out there, but they're great opportunities for families. So, you know, um, even the fair you know, kind of jumped on board when we said, we're going to bring in the rides. And, and we got talking and they said, could we bring in the rides early and have them here in the fourth and the fifth? Which, I mean, I might as well touch on that while I'm talking is uh, what that turned into is on the fourth of July, the rides are going to be open and available. The, the food's going to be there. You know, the, the beer and the wine slushies and the whole nine yards. It's going to be a carnival. And then on the fifth, as a kickoff to Salt City Comic Con, we're going to have live music from uh, 4 to 9.30. Same thing, rides, games, what have you not. Um, and then at 9.30, we're going to have a huge kickoff fireworks show uh, at the fairgrounds that'll kick off the entire weekend. And the amazing thing about that is um, there's going to be an unlimited ride pass available. But not only are you going to get the ride pass, you're going to get a free ticket to the 2019 New York State Fair and a free youth ticket to the Comic-Con. So, you know, what? what's happened is we, we took what... It was a small little show six years ago at the at the um, at the F Shed, mm-hmm. and we've turned it into a must do holiday event that I think will become a tradition at the fairgrounds. I think it'll be Salt City Comic Con week. You know, we've got four days of fun leading into Comic Con, uh, which is going to be awesome for people of Syracuse. Ellen LaVenture and Thomas Yeldon, co-promoters of Salt City Comic Con, that's uh, happening. Uh, out at the uh, Syracuse Fairgrounds, the New York State Expo, on July 6th and 7th. Thank you, gentlemen, for uh, talking with us on the 315. Thank you for having us, and you guys got to come out to the show. Oh, we'll be there. Thank you very much. I mean it. Thank you for having us. So, Joe, you asked Alan and Thomas who they'd dress up to be if they were going to cosplay. Let's flip the script on you. Who's your character of choice? Well, I'd say considering my height um, of some short stature. I'd have to go with the Game of Thrones character Tyrion Lannister, primarily, not just because I'm short, but I do drink and I know things. Hmm. Uh, one of the famous lines, one of his famous lines from that series. Yeah, I think Tyrion Lannister would be my uh, my my character of choice. I'd go in uh, whipping around and wielding uh, an axe blade. Good fit. Now, why did you choose Iron Man? 
I think when I look at Iron Man, he's one of those characters that I just see more depth than maybe I expected originally. You know, he starts off kind of a shallow guy, really interested in living the life and having money. And then towards the end, he's become a family man. He's about trying to protect the world. And really, at his essence, he's just trying to make the world a better place. Really? <laughs> I think it's the, the, I think it's the, the vi- Audi that I, he drives around has nothing to do with it. That sports car, that nice Audi. Just because you make the world a better place doesn't mean you can't have style. That that Malibu mansion that that's got nothing to do with it. No, he's good. All right. Well, everyone will have a chance to cosplay or just enjoy comic culture, food, and rides on July 6th and 7th. And I have to believe that the new location at the New York State Fairgrounds Expo Center is going to make this the grandest Salt City Comic Con yet. Thanks for joining us for another look at Syracuse culture. Don't miss an episode of The 315. Be sure to subscribe at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your content. And get past episodes of the show at WAER.org. I'm Kevin Kloss. And I'm Joe Lee. Until next time, to infinity and beyond. Isn't that a Toy Story thing? Is it a Toy Story? I mean, it is a Toy Story, but isn't it, isn't it from a comic? But isn't the character, like, from, based on some space traveling thing? Buzz Lightyear? Buzz Lightyear. Isn't Buzz Lightyear a real comic book character? Not that I'm aware of. <laughs> so, all right. Well, I mean, you know, Toy Story, it's popular culture. Yeah, I think we